mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive, Larry Unger answering phones, Charlie Grimes, our engineer. And as always, the phones pick up at about 1230 and get really heavy through the end of the show. So rather than waiting until then, call us now. We'll get questions answered and relieve a little stress off of Larry there at about 1230 or so. So call us now. We'll get you right on air, 303-477-5600. Any question, doesn't matter what it is, myself, Ken Rackley, and we were last hour we left off with the hitch pin and making sure things are in place and so on and ken's got a really nice hitch pin that you use that makes that cotter key thing gone you don't use it right exactly eliminated so it's yeah so there's no pin because i was used to have a hard time just pulling the pins out because they would be in there so good you know so a lot of times they use a screwdriver or something even pull them out right or yeah and um, whatever so so these are uh they're called made by master lock and they're you know on amazon hitch pin slides right through it's stainless steel so it doesn't rust okay and it's got an anodized tip on it you just pull it out and you wrap it around you fold it it over basically the tip which then becomes where the cotter key would normally be right and once it's locked in the pin can't come out exactly but you're never hunting around for the stupid cotter key or anything right it's one piece it's yep, nice. It I slides like that. through, and it, it's it's really nice. And I don't ever leave anything in there that I, you know, that I worry about anyway. So it's it's one of those things that's nice because they're easy and they just stick with the yeah. with the I like insert. That. So no, I like that. I use a locking pin. There's a company called Bolt. I've actually had them on the show before. We've interviewed them. Their claim to fame is all of their locks, and they make them for all sorts of things: the hitch pins, plus numerous other things you would need on a vehicle. Their claim to fame is whatever the vehicle key is, and every vehicle has a key, even the ones with a key fob, there's still a key you can pull out of the fob. Their claim to fame is you buy it per the vehicle, and once you turn your key for the car into that lock and set it, it's permanently attached to that key, that vehicle. The nice thing is no other key needed. Right, and then it comes uncoated, so it, it you codes immediately. Your, you put it right. in. You it sets everything, in and, and away you're you go. Ready to go. Which make yeah. again, which means you're never carrying a second key around to undo your hitch pin. Right. Makes it really. And the other thing I like about it, it's really nice is once it's unlocked, you don't need the key any longer. Once you go to put everything back in, you slide the pin in, slide the lock over the top, and it snaps boom in. snaps in, yeah. ready to go. Yeah, you don't have to Done manually. Lock yeah, you're it. not. Yeah. it's a spring loaded deal, yeah. and they work very 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 nice lock, not inexpensive. Yeah. You're looking about thirty five dollars or so for a, a keyed locked pin for your receiver hitch. But the nice thing is, you keep something in there. Like on my Colorado, I keep a little clevis assembly thing in there with a receiver hitch attached. You're never having to worry about somebody stealing that, right? Exactly. Which is kind of the nice thing about it. So, yeah. all right, I got another call coming in. Let's get this one taken care of right now. Uh, Wally, you are next. Go ahead, Wally. How are you, John? Good. How are you? Good. I have a question that's left over from your 
o'clock. Okay. Uh, you guys were discussing uh, new refrigerators with the filters. Yes. So we're in the process of building a house, and we're going to be putting in all new appliances. And we are doing um, a total water softening and uh, drinking water filtration system so that we have zero uh, total dissolved solids at our refrigerator for both ice making and water dispensing uh, for drinking water, you know, coffee mm-hmm. maker, all that kind of stuff. Right. So the question is, is if you have a refrigerator that's got a filter in it and you get to the end of the life of that filter, does it hurt to just leave it in there so that you're not getting any alarms or anything on your refrigerator or is the water that you're already filtering then being pushed through a bad filter and it's affecting what's coming out of your water dispenser on the fridge? Most of them, once it's full and done, won't dispense anymore. That's the issue. Okay. So they, they, for, they force any, you I, to put a new filter in it because they won't dispense any longer after that. Okay. Because we have a refrigerator that's just a couple years old at our house. And uh, it's a, a, a Whirlpool, I believe. Yeah. And we just took the water filter out of it. We don't have one in there at all. Uh, and we still, it still dispenses water. But you guys were talking about that a lot of these. A lot of the newer new ones won't. Once it's either full or timed out, they will just quit dispensing. So you basically got to try and seek out a refrigerator that doesn't do that. Correct. Or just know you're going to put a filter in every six months or so. One of the two. Well, Which, personally, I would buy the refrigerator that meets all of my needs and fits the space and does what I want it to do and all of that. And then I would, and then I would just, you know, I would put a filter in every six months or so if it were me. That's how I would do it. I, I still want the refrigerator that I want. I'm not going to base it based on whether it's got a filter. electronic filter that times out or not. Yeah. Okay. But that's your answer. Yep. There you go. Wally, thanks. Appreciate the phone call. Conrad up in Sterling. What's up, Conrad? Good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? Good. How are you, sir? Good. Back in the 1980s when I was still young and vibrant, (laughs) there was a guy that lived up in the Marino Sterling area who had a pet African lion, and he'd be right around the back seat of his car with him. Wow. <laughs> Wasn't being towed, but it was being hauled, huh? Amazing. <laughs> yeah. He was, wow. he was uh, he'd ride in the back seat, you know, and it, it was his pet. I don't know how he got to keep him, but he had him for a while. Wow, that's so, crazy. Amazing. Yeah, that's pretty that's cool. That's my story for something strange. That's a good one. Not, not really strange. It'd be kind of cool, actually. I wouldn't mind having one, but, you know, we don't want to have him be fought for sure. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I want to ask you guys, John and everybody, uh, that F-150 I've got, you know, it's, it's reaching about 260,000 miles now, and I'm wondering if I, you know, if I want to keep keep it going, maybe do the EPR and what other suggestions would you have for me to keep it living a long Yeah, life? if you do the EPR, that'd be a great, uh, you know, kind of, uh, th- at this point in its life, yeah, do that. I do not like engine flushes at all. The EPR is the only thing I would do to do any kind of an engine flush. I'm just not a fan of those. At all, I know some guys are, but I'm I'm just not that guy. Ken's over here nodding in agreement, so I'm just not an engine flush guy. The BG product works well. Outside of that, Conrad, just keep everything. I know how you take care of things. You, you really you do that. You don't have any issues. You're fine. Yeah, 
Yeah, I try to, you know, uh, sometimes I get a little waxed. I try to change oil at least every 4,000 miles. But I'd really prefer to do it maybe every 2,000. No, oh, four is fine. Yeah. You have no issues with that. You're four, good. Five, yeah. yep, you're I fine. use the, uh, all Motorcraft stuff and, of course, the Motorcraft filter and the 5W20 uh, uh, semi-synthetic oil. And, and, I, and that's the only thing I'd change, Conrad. I, I am not a semi-synthetic fan at all. If you're going to do synthetic, you know, do one or the other. The the combo of the two is, no offense, dumb. Either buy full synthetic or run old conventional oil, which I don't like, so I'm just a full synthetic guy. Run it. Yeah. Okay. The cost difference isn't that much, and all you're doing with semi-synthetic is you're putting, if it's a five-quart system, you're putting about three and a half to four quarts of regular oil and about a quart and a half of synthetic. You can do that yourself, no offense. Yeah. That's, not that's right. all you're doing. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what it's recommended to use. That's what I've always used. And they're wrong. They used... should not have ever said it that way. It should have had synthetic from day one. I don't know why manufacturers did that, Conrad. It was a... And Ford was the biggest uh, offender. I say offender because there is no need in today's world for semi-synthetic oil. Yeah. None. So go with the full synthetic yep. 520. Oh, then. Every okay. vehicle on the road today in the American fleet should be running full synthetic. Yeah. It, it, you know, it never uses any oil until it gets close to time. If I've been dri- doing a lot of mountain driving, get close to time for an oil change, it will I'll have to have maybe like a half a quart in between oil changes. And that's yeah. about it. Yep. That's it's not bad. It's been that's... a good engine. No, you're yeah. fine. Yeah. Keep running it. Yep. It's got the 5.4 liter Triton engine in it, and it's been a real good engine. Oh, a good motor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. go. Good right. power. Yeah. Guys, take care. You too, Conrad. Thanks. Have a good one, man. Appreciate you as always, Conrad. Thanks for listening as you do every week. I appreciate it very much. Bill, you're next. Go ahead. Uh, Yes, you were talking about this bolt thing for your trailer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, My question is, what do you do when you sell your truck? The new person is going to want both. You know, yeah, well, in the, in the case of mine, you know, for example, on my truck, if I trade it off or sell it or do anything with it, because it's keyed to the car, it'll just stay with the vehicle. It's kind of a purchase you make, and it's going to be with the vehicle from that point forward. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you're going to get rid of the car sometime. I mean, yep. You, I don't in that, in, that, lo- in that case, in my, in my case, the locking pin will stay with it. Oh, you just give it away. With yeah, the- yeah, and, you, and the next vehicle, you have to get another one. I'll have to right? buy another one for the exactly. next car. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. When it's keyed okay, to that I, vehicle, I it's whether, keyed to it permanently. Yeah. yeah I, say, I didn't know whether they had some way to, you know, rebuild. You know, I okay, guess the way to look at that is for the convenience of owning it, you know, the amount of years I have and only have had to have one key where you're not chasing a second one down or whatever. Yeah, is exactly. it worth the convenience? Yes, it is to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, not everybody's a... You know, got forty million dollars. Take care. Bye. <laughs> well, and it's not a you know, it's not like Ken and I were just looking up. It's about thirty bucks or so, Bill. It's not like it's the yeah. end of the world, you know, investment as far as that goes. So yeah, I mean, is it a thirty dollar investment? But if you're buying a brand new car, um, yeah, well, or if you're going to have a used car, you're going to keep for a long, long time. Then it's irrelevant. You're right, and then you know. It, it sure beats uh, getting somewhere and not having the key to Correct. open it. Or, you know, forgetting yeah. the hitch lock keys or losing the well, hitch lock or keys. Even, you know, and I've been that guy where you, yeah. okay, you got you got the key and you got it stored in the, in the right place. Okay, well, what if somebody else happened to be right. in the car or the key slipped around or, you yeah. know, was in the console, but right. now it's in the that, glove box or now it's underneath the seat or. You're looking, you're spending, you know, 20 minutes trying to find it or, or you can't you. find it or something. That's that what effect. I wanted to eliminate. If you drove there, you've got the key. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that so. was that was my wanting to eliminate. And again, with me, That's, I don't leave the receiver in, right? Because I don't want to look wise. Whatever, I keep a clevis yeah. in it instead, etc. So, anyways, long story short, 
yes. Is it worth the $30 or so for me on that vehicle that you may own for three to five, ten, however many years it's going to be? Spend the 30 But Yeah, that, it's well worth that's it. what I would yeah. personally it's would like rather buying do. buying wheels or tires, you know, they're going to go they're with, the go with the vehicle. Yeah. That's so a great way to look uh, at it. Yeah. Jeff, you're next. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. I heard the guy who called in, I can't remember his name, about the refrigerator thing. Yes. Yeah, there is a hack. I didn't want to go into it earlier because it's a little bit elaborate, but um, the way I get around it is that the there is a device that comes with it called the water filter bypass. It's just a piece of plastic, and it also has a chip on it. Ah, okay. And it tells the refrigerator that um, it is the water bypass, and so it will send water. Ah, okay, gotcha. So you can. So there's a workaround. Is your point? Right, so all it does is physically bypass uh, the two filter ports. Nice. Now, you can you can still use your existing filter if you do this hack. Which okay. Is, well, yeah, because that would always is, stay in there, right? No, it comes out when you put the filter in. So what I do is I take and cut. Here's what I found out to do is you cut the chip very carefully out of the – it's just cut, held in with a piece of tape. You cut it out of the bypass, and you cut. I put the, that in the filter. Uh, Each filter. Yeah, you put the, put the chip. You put the chip. Uh, cut the chip out of the filter, and you put the chip from the filter into the bypass. So you. Yeah. Because more more importantly, you want to make sure you keep that bypass filter. Once you put it in the chip, you can't forget to take it out. But then, when you put the filter in. Refrigerator thinks it has the bypass, mm-hmm. and it keeps telling you that you're bypassing the filter, but the existing filter is still filtering your water. Makes sense. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. And then you can sure. just put a magic marker or something on the filter so you know when you change it last time, and away yeah. you go. Right. The, the trick to it is you have to kind of be careful about where you place mm-hmm. that uh, that chip on the filter. You got to make sure you're putting a little bit of effort into that. But makes other sense. Other than that, it's, it's okay. worked for six years. Oh, nice. Well, that's a good workaround. I appreciate years, that. Yeah, yeah nice, yeah. Jeff. And Thank I have, you. I, I have a, qu- a quick question on the Bolt system. I okay, hang tight. Let me, let, me, let me take a break, Jeff. I'll come back and answer that. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll be right back. Line open, 303-477-5600. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, He wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. 
Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. Spring means warmer weather. But it also means it's time to protect our pets from warm weather parasites, including fleas and ticks. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and being informed on what our pets need to stay healthy and happy this time of year, as well as all year long, is just one more reason why 20 years ago, our family chose Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center to take care of all of our pets' needs. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the medical staff keeps us up to date on the status of our pets' health during their regular checkups. They also make sure we know how to help our pets stay healthy and remain healthy all throughout the year. With the arrival of spring, we know it's time to protect our dog, Gracie, from the fleas and ticks just waiting outside to hitch a ride on our sweet girl. And since we know that fleas and ticks can cause many problems for pets and for humans, making sure our pets are protected with a safe, effective flea and tick preventative is an important part of their care. Why not have Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center care for your special companion? It's the place where our pets go. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center can be reached at 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. And you can also visit them online and read their latest blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. All right, we are back. 
Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive. We've got a little over half an hour left of the show, so lines are open. Call us, 303-477-5600. All right, Jeff, your question on the hitch pin. Yes, I have uh, two locks on mine. One that goes into the receiver to hold the uh, hitch part of it, uh-huh. and I have also a pin for the tongue so it, so it locks it you on. Can, and, and with the bolt system... You could use the same key for the car on both those locks. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. Does it come with both locks, or was it just for the receiver? Well, you can just buy one. as many locks as you want. Right. Okay, so the locks they have, hitch pin locks, the trailer itself lock, uh, towing recovery locks. Uh, they make tow hook locks. They make... Lock locks. The, yeah, the latch for the, locks, yeah. latch locks. You name it, Jeff. Any lock you would buy from them, you can key to that car or that key. Yeah, so you'd have to buy okay. two for that situation. Yeah, and, so in that and, case, you're buying two locks. Yeah. Okay, and it is more. I mean, I think I last I did, I got two locks for 20 bucks, maybe. Oh, these are more four. money, but you're eliminating yep. the need for an extra key. Yeah, right. You, in other words, right. you've got the car key, you've got the lock key. Yeah. That's it. That That's their claim to fame. Uh, more than make up for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and I know Bill, the last caller, was maybe a little upset and thinks I have $40 million, which, by the way, I don't. Wish I did. But um, <laughs> I, I like convenience, and my time is worth something, and I hate running around looking for stupid keys, Jeff. That's my yeah. biggest pet peeve. That is one of mine. I have a key box with, with them on there, but even with that, I tend to, from time to time, lose something. Stuff so, happens, Jeff. I don't have Jeff. $40 million. I don't have $40 million either, but I do like to do things that add convenience. You know, I put uh, spring lock or spring hinges on my doors so they can the close Thank automatically you. inside the house. Yeah. Thank you. That I mean, the whole idea on this is to is to make it more convenient. Right, exactly. I mean, and if you have a, a rack full of keys, it's like you grab the right ones and then you walk out to the truck and it's not the right one, so you've got to walk back. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a... They even make, uh, a for all of you listening, you know, if you've time. got like toolboxes and things like that, Jeff, they even make cylinders where you can even change out the lock on your toolbox to match that same key if you wanted to do things. So again, they've got a very nice system, and yes, it's a little more costly, and yes, it's going to stay with the vehicle, but Ken said earlier, it's no different than if you bought a set of floor mats for the vehicle. You're most likely going to leave that in it, too. Right. Tent, yeah. Just everything. Yeah. Yeah, you put winter wiper blades on it. You're not going to pull those <laughs> off. I mean, you're going to just leave them with the car when you sell it or trade it or yeah. do whatever. It's yeah. no different than other accessories you buy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how many of us buy snow tires and put them on rims? and then swap them out. Well, you know, all of that. Thank you, Jeff. I mean, you put a, a bed mat in a truck or any yeah. other you know, window tint. I mean, you're not pulling the window tint off when you sell it. It goes with the truck. Right, right. Or the car. Really? Oh, I always read <laughs> I mean, yeah. Again, I'm, you know, and I'm not trying to beat up on Bill. I mean, but Bill acted like he was irritated with me because of the answer. Well, there's a lot of things we buy for vehicles that stay with it. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's not because anybody has $40 million. It's just... It is what it is. Yeah, it's it's just how is it worth that thirty five dollars to it be worth that convenience? Convenient? Yeah, is it you know? Yeah. And yes, well, my, my twenty eight million dollars, I guess, will have to. Do oh that. yeah, well, there you go, you Jeff. Know, yeah, you know. Uh, sorry to hear the twenty. <laughs> what, what's but, funny, Jeff, yeah. is I've met guys that have more money than God that won't spend the money on the things that we're talking about to make their life more convenient. Maybe that's why they have that. I don't know. Uh, you know. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. You know. Uh, 
there's only four things you can do with money. We have a, a special needs granddaughter who lives with us, and there's only four things you can do with money, I teach her, is you can earn it, you can give it, you can save it, you can live it. Yeah. And so yes. this comes under the living This part. is under the living right, one for exactly. me. Thank you. I agree with that. Yes. Less, I, for, good, for me, it's convenience. Yeah. Yep. Be good to yourself. Treat yourself as well as you treat somebody else. Yep. And buy the flipping uh, bull. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Right. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Thanks, Jeff. Right. I appreciate that very much. That was a good yeah. ending. That David nice. and Wheat Ridge, you're next. Go ahead. Hey, John. We lost you, David. Come on back. Well, hello. Okay, hang on. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put David back on hold because I want to hear what he has to say. So, David, I put on hold. Guys, we'll take a break. See if we can get David back on. We'll come back, take his call. He's got something to do with garage charger wiring. So, yes, I want to take that call. So, guys, hang tight. We'll come right back. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical since nineteen sixty eight. Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest on your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And MLS 298191, regulated by DOOR. 
Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Sportsman of Colorado, by the way, will be coming up here shortly as well, so stay tuned for that. And myself and Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive, are here. David in Wheat Ridge is up next. Go ahead, David. Hey, John. Uh, I have a new uh, ID4, okay. and I need to wire my charger in my shop garage. I've got a 70-amp breaker that comes out of my service panel into my shop, so it's plenty because I do a lot of welding and okay. stuff. Out of my panel that's in my shop, uh, what gauge wire? It says like a 3-8, but how, do you, how should I configure that with uh, just like loose or a big Romex line? or How did you do it? Well, where, where are you putting your charge station in relation to your breaker box where the 70-amp breaker will be? Well, first of all, here's, here's a rule of thumb. I'm not an electrician, so double-check with an electrician to make sure that I'm accurate, but everything I've read, this is how you do it. If you want to use a 40-amp charger, you need a 50-amp breaker. If you want to use a 50-amp charger, you need a 60-amp breaker. So you always want to come down 10 amps on the charger from what your breaker would be. And you can buy 30, 40, or 50-amp chargers. It depends on the charger, what you want, how you want to do it. Uh, Altel, by the way, is one of the, I think, better brands on the market. They also make scan tools and things for the automotive world. Altel's got a really great charger. Inexpensive. It's in the $400 range, David. You can hardwire it or use a plug on it, however you want to do it. And it comes also in a 30, 40, or 50 amp. Yeah. So how far away from your breaker box are you going to be? Pretty far. Then you'll need you'll need heavier gauge wire. Electricity like water loses its quote unquote pressure the farther it goes. Ten or twelve. So you're gonna want to if you're gonna run it inside, yes, you could use heavy in you know heavy interior Romex for that. You know the two twenty type or two forty volt Romex, and they'll mm-hmm. you'll have to gauge that according to how far you're going. Yeah, see what you're drawing. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm. Yeah. I. It said eight. Three eight, you know, so eight gauge, which is really fat. What you're I have probably if you're going there, that far, you're probably going to have to drop down to like four gauge if you're running long distance. Really? Wow. Okay. 
All right. Well, I'm one of those I, where I'd rather be safe than sorry, David. So if, yeah. if it says I want X gauge, I'm going to drop down a, a notch or two just to make sure I have enough. You don't want any heat. No, none. None whatsoever. None. Yeah. Oh, I, under- I totally understand that. But all I have coming into my shop now is six. Okay. And that's bulky. And it works great for my welder, but that's probably only 30 amps or right. 20 amps. And it's not consistent. So, it's not overnight. It's, yeah, it's for pulsing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Duty cycle. Have you bought the charger yet, David, or not? Yeah, and it's from, I'm trying to remember the name of the company. Emporia. I'm not, what is it? Emporia. Emporia. Okay. They're a local company. Are you, are you familiar? They're like on, on uh, in the Santa Fe, uh, Platte River Corridor in Denver. I don't, I don't. I'm not oh, familiar with them, but I will sure, now that you've told me that, I'll sure check it out. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, they're I, all fairly mm-hmm. equal in their in the way they work. And some of it's just more of a convenience as to, you know, who has what app and blah, 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 which, no offense, you hardly rarely use anyways, because <laughs> once you plug it in and kind of set it as to when you want things to charge, it does its thing, and you never look at it again anyways. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, um, yeah, and I... You know anything about XL? Actually, XL Energy actually hooks them up for people. They have a program that I, I know very little about. I did my own because I had the ability yeah. to do it, so I didn't need well, them. Yeah, they lease, and I don't want to do that where it uh, puts a ding on your bill every month. Yeah, so. I wouldn't do that either. I, I would just hard, you know, just put it in. It's yours. You can do whatever you want to with it from that point. If nothing else, at least yeah. talk to an electrician and see. Yeah, have them run the math and stuff like yeah. that on what, what gauge and, to and run and you, stuff. And you can look that up, David. It's all in the electric code. I mean, it'll tell you how many feet you're going, what amps you're using, uh, what gauge wire yeah. you need to run for that length of that length of run that you're running. It'll tell you. There, okay. I mean, there's no secrets yeah. here. It is all part of code. And for six six well, coming I, into the into the shop, I mean, in going any any lower than six is really. Well, but it still comes down to a distance because yeah. the six coming in is right at your point of entry into the building. True. So that's your full power at that point. So now yeah. you're coming out of that breaker and running X distance. There's code for that further. as well. Yeah. 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 Well, for welding and stuff, I mean, I'm I'm pretty proud of my six coming yeah. into my shop. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. When I hit my welder, you know, it's yeah. great. But, um, yeah, I'll ask. I'll, I'll check it out. It has an easy user guide uh, for installing the charger, and it's it says three eight, but there is no math for length of run, and I totally right. understand what you guys are saying. So I'll check it out more. And you gave me good advice: don't get into trouble and do it the wrong way. Right. Make sure you're totally clear on how to do it. Yeah, and I just did kind of a quick look up to see if you were going, let's say, a hundred foot run. Uh, for 20 amps, you need 14 gauge. So I don't know what the math is. If you're running 40 amps, if that needs to be 10 gauge, not you know 8 gauge, I don't know on that, David. You might be able to run 8 gauge and be okay. Again, I would be one where it's, if it came back and said you need 10 gauge, I'd run 8 just yeah. to be on the safe sure. side. Yeah. That's me. I got you. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Well, you guys are always helpful, so I appreciate it. You are very welcome. Thanks. By the way, you could probably also just as a rule of thumb if your um 
I double-checked the charger, but my gut feeling is if you ran a heavy enough gauge, you could probably also run another 220 plug for a welder. You can't charge and weld at the same time, but you could have a plug there to weld off of and have your charger all in the same spot also. Just run the charger Correct. Off, off the plug. Yeah. yeah. I thought about that, and I weld during the day, and I'm going to charge at night. There you go. So now, you got another, now you got another port. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good option. So I would look at that too, David. Doing both. I know you review a lot of vehicles, John. Um, I'm going to tell you that I, we love our ID4. It's a great car. No, we, in fact, we'll have a review on that coming up. My son's in one as we speak. I'll probably review that uh, either this coming, well, probably this Monday, actually, because he'll be getting out of that car fairly soon. So, yeah, we'll probably re- review that car as well. Yeah, and um, with the regenerative. Regenerative. Regenerative uh, braking, yep. Yeah, um, we went up to Idaho Springs. And it drank up a lot of uh, a, a lot of battery power going up there. Coming back down, we made all of it back plus. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, I can drive my Bolt to Breckenridge and back, and no problem. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. No, they regenerate on the way down. They'll regenerate just nice. I'll do another review. I just drove the new Kia, their little SUV uh, uh, EV. Which I tell you what, David, phenomenal car. I, I I didn't think I'd love that car as much as I did after driving it, but what a fantastic car! Faster than a Lamborghini from zero to sixty. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, fun car. Yeah. Have you reviewed the Rivians, John? I have not. I have. I don't have any relationship with them. I don't know that they even do much in the way of. Of press vehicles, um, the biggest concern I've got with Rivian. I think they build a nice product. They use a lot of Stellantis gear in their build, which is okay. I have no problem with that. My biggest concern with Rivian, David, is are they going to make it? They're really right now not making any money. It's a boutique car. Uh, they're burning yeah. cash as we speak. They need more injection to keep that thing uh-huh. going. And my concern with buying anything is are they going to be around you know three to five years to service it? Yeah, they're just cool, you know. We're happy to have a... I would buy, like you, a production, mainstream, you know, somebody that's doing this on a, on a long-term basis to yeah. make sure they're going to be around to handle it down the road. I That's my biggest issue with Rivian right now. And even some of the other kind of boutiques, is yeah, they're startups, and they're not finished starting up yeah. yet. Right, like Fisker. Yeah, yeah, Fisker's another one. Uh, Luke, you know, uh, Lucid's another one. I think they've all got some great vehicles, but are they going to be around to, to to handle that down the road? I don't know. That would be a nightmare. That uh, would be a total yeah. nightmare, David. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the EV9, I think that's the one my wife wants. <laughs> that's the, the Kia. Place. That's the one I just yeah. drove. Fabulous vehicle. Fabulous vehicle. My only complaint, I'll review it in full, only complaint with that vehicle, no power driver's seat, which sucks. Huh. Oh, um, yeah, really? My Bolt has a power seat. <laughs> Kia needs to put a power seat. Two, two, my two complaints on the car. No wireless car play, no driver's side power seat. Two of my biggest beefs on cars. That's weird, yeah. But other than that, fabulous car. Hey, my wife wants to ask you a question. Yes. Is that all right, John? Yes, go oh, ahead. I'm, I'm, we're, I'm, we're actually driving in the ID4 right now. Are you talking about the EV9, the new three-row they're coming out with? Or you, you the two-row. The smaller, the smaller okay. two-row, the Kia, uh, the Kia okay. two-row. Okay. Okay. Got it. Because I didn't think that was, we, did, we had the a The nine isn't, isn't out yet. No, not yet. Yeah. 
But well, but the, you know the one the the the. the uh, sorry for stuttering. The car that I just drove. Uh, it was the EV6. Fabulous car. Yeah. yeah. Other than those two things, those are my only two complaints. Now, would that keep me from not buying the car? No, I still love the car enough that I would work around those other two things, and the car works fabulous. And it's all-wheel drive. Well, what are you going to buy next? Are you just going to keep driving your Chevy? Uh, I'll I'll buy the Bolt for a while. I've got I've got a deposit on a new Blazer EV, but they won't be out till probably next year. Yeah, that's a cool car too. We still have our reservation for that one too. Yeah, so I don't. We'll see what happens. I don't know. It's a long ways away, so we'll see. Yeah, but your ID four is a great car. You'll you'll enjoy that. Nothing wrong with that car at all. You're you're good. All right. Thanks, John. You're very welcome, guys. Thanks for calling. Love the phone call. It was great. I appreciate it very much. Caller wants to know the name of the website for the lock that I mentioned. It's Bolt Lock. Dot com. So B-O-L-T, BoltLock.com. They're sold almost anywhere accessories are sold, including Napa, Amazon, you name it. You can buy them right on their website as well. Uh, but you can literally, Amazon's probably one of the better places to buy it. Napa can probably get a hold of it, but it'll be an order. You're better off just buying it on Amazon and having it delivered right to you. It's Bolt, B-O-L-T, and they make locks for literally... Almost anything that you can, that, you know, even make sure I'm clear on this. You may have a vehicle with a fob thinking, well, I can't do that. I don't have a key. You do. There's a key in the fob that will still work with the bolt lock system because they use, they can still do a key with a center cut, which is what most of them are now, a center cut key like the Europeans have used for a very long time. Sure. A lot of American car companies now are using center cut keys because it's more theft proof and so on. But yes, even with just a fob, as long as you can get the key out of the fob, yes, you could use the bolt lock system, which they all have because there are times where things may be, a, 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 you know, things may go awry <laughs> and you've got to have a key to get in the vehicle and they all have the ability to pull that out and get in the vehicle still. It might be hidden, and you may not think that there's a key access. And on some cars, it gets really funky where it's at. Underneath the they'll, door handle. They'll hide yeah. them. They'll, uh-huh. be under the, they'll be under the trunk area. Yeah, right. They'll be on the door handle. They'll be under the back deck lid. Uh, you name it. But there'll be a place. you got to look in your... And by the way, this is something that we didn't talk about much in the, in the past. These new fob-only type systems... You should really get your owner's manual out and learn where is that access in case battery's dead or something happens. How do I get in if my fob doesn't work? You should know where that access is, and it will be in the owner's manual. Know that before you need it. Correct. So it's yeah, when you get a new car, look in the idea. manual. How do I get in if, I, if my fob doesn't work? That includes even the EV world yeah. we were just talking about. Any car, figure out where is that access point in case i got to pull the key out of the fob and use it. Because yeah. they get pretty weird. Yeah, exactly. I have a story along those lines, but they get kind of weird. So anyways, we'll be right back. One more segment left. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, 
Get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive. John and Cheyenne, what's up, John? Hey, you had me laughing when you were talking about not knowing where the key fob is. Maybe six weeks ago, uh, Cammy's Kia that she's got in um, at DFW, yeah. her uh, work car, she goes out to it, and it's stone dead. She can't get in. I said, well, pull the key out of the fob. She goes, where? So I had to go to video. <laughs> <laughs> to a video call, and I'm just like, yep. oh, okay, you see that little, you know, see that little I button? I through it. Yeah. Which, I, by the way, is hard to see on FaceTime. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was, it was, but we were able to get, got her in the car, and nothing. So then a guy was in the parking lot, one of the mechanics, and he had a jump box, and it was, the jump box made all the lights come on, but the battery was so dead. Yeah. Come to find out that she had left the door partially ajar ah. for three weeks. So the light the was, was on that whole time. Hmm. Yeah, and you, yeah, I don't care what it is. But I had it towed over to those guys you recommended in Dallas years ago. Oh, nice. Um, good guys. Those guys are great. Guys at Rally, they're good guys. I, yeah, and if you're still not advising them, they're still really good. They've, no, I don't coach them anymore, but they're in, just they, – Scott's a good owner. He's just a good guy. Yeah. He did the whole thing, and he goes, there's nothing wrong. 
he put he charged it. He troubleshot it. Nothing wrong. He charged for fifty bucks. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And then Good for him, you know, I we have we have towing on our insurance. But funniest thing I ever saw towed was an M1 towing an Apache across the desert. Yeah, that'd be on a good a one. Bed. Yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Cuz and the other thing, I don't know if you knew this, the M1s are so heavy right. that the M88 recovery vehicle can't tow it without a brake vehicle. Oh. So in actuality, you have to either have 288s or an extra M1 to use as a brake vehicle. I didn't know that. The M1 the M1 is actually heavier than the M88 and for safety reasons, they want you to, you know, we we used to use a brake vehicle in the back of it. Makes sense. So Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's always fun when you see one vehicle going down with two behind it. And the second M1, he's the driver in that. He's just got the vehicle running. He's not pushing he's just, or anything. He's just a brake. Yeah. Yeah, if you got to brake it. Oh, but, yeah. I didn't yeah, know that. Good the, to know. Some of the stupid things that we did in the military when it came to towing, we're lucky we're all alive today. <laughs> yeah. You can get by with that, yes. We, uh, the rest of the civilian yeah. world, probably can't. Yeah. No, but, you know, we did stupid things. And that was the 80s, though. But in the yeah. 80s, we were, you know, we were young and, you know, yep. invincible. Yep. Now we're old and... Now we're not. <laughs> We're wiser now, John. I wouldn't call that in. Yeah, I would not call that in. You know, I I don't admit to it. And I, That's you know. good. That's good. You guys have a good one. You weekend. too, John. You too. Appreciate you. And uh, we'll uh, is Scott with us now. Yes, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Sportsman of Colorado coming up now. For those of you that were probably listening to this on Sunday, or if we have a replay of this program, this is today, Saturday, May twentieth only, and you guys are on remote somewhere. Where are you? Yes, sir. We are over here in Lakewood. We are at the Gun Room at fifteen ninety five Car Street, and for their first annual open house under nice. new ownership for a year. And the, of course, the Denver Gun Room has been around for many years, but. Then has moved over here to Lakewood, and Wayne Price, the owner, uh, has been a great partner for us. Invited us over today for their first annual open house, and we've got my good friend Bill Highmore here. He is the owner of South Philly Cheesesteaks in Thornton. Nice and son, he can make a cheesesteak. Nice. <laughs> so come on out, everybody. We'll be here. The store will be open till six. Uh, the The food truck will be here till probably about three o'clock, something like that. But we'll be, of course, doing our show live from here from one to two. Nice. Nice. So those of you out in that area, stop in and say hi. I tell you what, first person that comes by, if you'll mention Drive Radio, they've got a couple of cool swag bags with a bunch of little goodies in here. Come in here, find us, and mention Drive Radio. And first person that does that, we'll get you a swag bag, compliments of Drive Radio. Okay, address, I mean, I know where it's at. You guys are just on the west side of the mall area up there. Uh, What's the address again, Scott? 1595 Car Street. So, I mean, east side is what I should say. East side of the mall over the Denver West area over there. You're just on the east side, right? No, this is over off of Colfax oh. and Carr. Colfax and Carr. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm thinking of the wrong yes, area. Sir. Colfax and Carr. I, I was by yeah. there the other day. You're right. Colfax and Carr. So, uh, basically, go, depending upon where you're at, take I 70 to Colfax and head east. Yes, sir. Awesome. Yes, sir. Okay, perfect. Yep. All right, Scott. Appreciate you, man. Folks, come by. All right, man. Take care. Thank you very much. Uh 
All right, let's go. We've got a few minutes left here. I'd like to run through a few more things here on what to do for towing a trailer, the pre-trip and so on. We went through ball mounts, make sure everything's attached right, the chains, the pin, which we spent a lot of time on because we sort of got sidetracked on some things. Make sure the trailer... Now, in a lot of ways, the trailer connector, you can't do anything about. It kind of is what it is. You run with what you brung. Although... Uh, there are certain type of ball connectors I like better than others. I'm a big fan of the way horse trailer companies do their horse trailers because their ball connector, because there's live animals behind it, I think it can, you know what I mean by this, is second to none. It's yeah. a type of a ball attachment that once it's on, it's frankly never coming off because of the way they make it. Spring-loaded, it's a collar. It, it the best way to do it. I wish every a, trailer was made that way. Yeah, would, you would not have any disconnect. You would not. As long as they were completely put on in That's the right. beginning. Yeah. If you ever have the option to change your coupler on your trailer, right. I would highly suggest you move to that style yeah. of a ball coupler if that ever comes up. In our shop, for example, our fleet shop, if we ever change any couplers on a trailer, yeah. that's automatically what we go to and use because they are second to none they're never coming off to ken's point it's the only way to go now if that is not the case and you're using whatever the trailer comes with just make sure that it is on nice and secure and you re you know you reinstall the pin that is there to keep that locked keep the latch locked correct you want that latch to never come apart right Okay. Exactly. Now, even I'll, if it has a little spring trigger on there, just always put the pin in. That's there. exactly right. I mean, it's right. just a safety thing, and it's there for make that sure it's reason. in. Yeah. You you do not want that not in there. So make right. make sure that's always in there. Yeah. Uh, make sure your tongue jack is raised up. I can't tell you how many even knucklehead drivers of mine have ruined a jack <laughs> going over a bump. Well, right. A dip, exactly. whatever, because uh-huh. the jack's not up enough. Right. What well, and two so. The wheels are on a on a caster, so they'll roll better one direction than the other. S- some some have wheels, some have pads. Right. So yeah, exactly. So like one of mine is on a on a wheel. So when I flip the jack up, the wheel is hanging down. If you just flip it the other That's way, right. it's a less chance. And of it's that. it's just more clearance. More clearance. That's yeah. right. And going over curbs and things like that, you need that. Tires on the trailer need to be inspected, inflated properly, and make sure your lug nuts are tight. If it's the first time you've gone out this year, just get your your wrench, make sure they're good and tight, make sure you've got the right air in them, and double-check to make sure you don't have any dry rot or anything along those lines. Another rule of thumb on trailers, if they sit outside, storage, your house, whatever, cover the tires. Do not let the tires just sit in the sun. Cover them up. They make wheel covers. You can make your own out of a tarp, but make sure the tires are covered up. It will keep the dry rot way, way, way down on those tires. You'll get twice the life out of those tires by doing that. And just inspecting the tires, if you can actually see the tread, even if you see the tread looking good, look at it and make sure there's not a raised spot on any of the tread because a lot of times the tires aren't round anymore because they'll split apart inside. Tread will look good, but you'll lose that tread short plug everything together make sure that you've got some help in this area because you want to check brake lights of course you want to check your running lights turn signals and so on and it's always easier you can do it alone but it's always easier if you've got two people where one person's running the vehicle and then somebody else is running around now one thing that's not in this list that i would add is that as you pull forward if it's got electric trailer brakes on it make sure in fact that they're working you do that by applying the entire pressure on your brake you know your brake control you're going to run control. that thing all the way up, and it should stop the vehicle without you touching the brake on the truck at all. Right. If it's not, something's wrong. Yeah, 
Either there's not enough brake material on the trailers or not adjusted right. Something's off. That's the other thing you want to double check. And then last but not least, on the trailer itself, make sure everything's fastened correctly. The weight distribution is right. The ramps are up. The pins are in. All that's good to go. Last thing you need is any of that stuff falling down, coming off, any issues that way. So, All right. Don't forget, we'll be out at Worldwide Vintage Autos June 10th, myself and Ken. It'll be a live show that day. We'll have a blast, so make sure you stop by and say hi. Otherwise, we're out of here. This is Drive Radio. Myself, Charlie Grimes, of course, your engineer, Larry Unger, answering phones today. Thank you for all of you calling in. And last but not least, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive over here in Aurora. You can find all of our sponsors, Ken included, by going to drive Dash or drive-radio.com. Have a great rest of your weekend. And if you're listening to us on Sunday, thank you very much as well. We appreciate that. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.